All right, welcome back everyone to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. Real talk, real fans. We're bringing you Michigan football each and every week. And we can be called officially the peanut butter and jelly show if you want. <laughs> one, one of no, our oh you mean yeah well i i got dibs on peanut butter because yeah. i'm smooth and i'm gonna let you be the jelly man yeah because i'm sweet <laughs> <laughs> you uh, smooth or sweet nice nice play uh i'll, I'll go smooth oh. but then there's crunchy oh god really but i don't do crunchy. you know i kind of want to get political on this on this forum but you know i never talk politics but if we're gonna bring up politics let's talk about it crunchy or smooth or creamy i've probably only had i I remember getting crunchy when i was a kid a couple times and probably since i was 12 i think i remember having one jar of crunchy peanut butter so i would definitely say smooth yeah me too i mean that's just wrong crunchy it's just something's well, so now that. well, we were kind of, I mean, that was talking about politics. That was almost kind of like the Democratic-Republican comparison, I guess. I don't know who would be what. But if you want to get into the Green Party, the abstract, have you ever tried the natural peanut butter? Oh, yeah. And it has, like, this, like, heavy-duty oil, like, that goes to the top, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you, gotta, you actually have to stir it a lot, like, yeah. stir it to get it all creamy-looking. And, yeah. you know, and then my uh, wife bought... Um, she got uh, al- almond peanut butter or almond. Oh yeah, yeah, almond. Almond is it almond butter or? Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. bad. Yeah, no, I not I don't do the natural peanut butter. I mean, I, my wife is doing all this health stuff. Yeah, it's not really a diet. It's just more one of those lifestyle changes or whatever. Yeah. And she's doing great with it and everything, and I do it. I mean, I've changed what I've eaten. Like, I don't eat as much junk food, but I eat what she makes as well. But right. the peanut butter is not really one that – I don't have peanut butter much that, uh, that much anyways, but that's one that I don't – I'm not fond of. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – well, that's the thing about, if you know, if you're going to eat organic, it's it's tough because organic's more expensive. Oh yeah. So you you know not only are you going to pay up the nose to eat it and be healthy, but I always said organic means you got it's got feces in it or poop. <laughs> so, somewhere in there it's got it right. It's being grown by it. So. Um, yeah, yeah, pro- probably right. Well, I um, there's always uh, is it? I don't know if it's the organic coffee. Right. But there's. I think it's organic coffee. There's another better, more natural coffee, something I'm blanking on. I used to work in a coffee shop, and um, I actually I, I love coffee. Like, I'm all about yeah, coffee. Yeah. I will try any coffee and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, while I was at work, coffee, like, when it's in the been the roasted bean, is just pop a couple beans in your mouth and crunch them. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can do that. I, I'm, okay. like, some people are grossed out by that. But I think that's awesome. And uh, those ones, though, are just, they taste like dirt. Oh, yeah, I've had those. Yeah. They're like, oh. Yeah, so. So you're an all-day coffee drinker? Uh, yeah, actually, I just had a coffee um, right before we started. The morning. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm a, I'm a morning coffee drinker guy. In the morning, one cup or one, like, thermos, and then I'm done. So I don't have that much. Yeah, I think I've been. I got ruined by working at the coffee shop, kind of, because I can have coffee whenever, and it doesn't do do as much for me. The times that really hits me is if I don't eat enough food and I have too much coffee, or um, it maybe if I did like espresso mm. before I was trying to go to bed, that that might mess me up too. But seriously, I mean, I just drank that coffee. If I wanted to, I could probably go upstairs and go to bed right now. <laughs> See, that might well, that might be a rock moment. Yeah. A rock moment. Uh, yeah, actually, I wasn't planning on doing rock uh, moment, but we can go into uh, rock moment of the week. Does that mean that you have a rock moment, or no? I thought maybe I'd just throw that out at you. Oh, being I don't know. It might be more of a curse than a blessing. So true. But true. I don't think I have a rock moment this week. So. 
just okay. all right you know the rock moment would be you know the weather's been really actually michigan weather has been awesome and there's been really no uh mosquitoes yeah yeah so something's going on yeah like, they're all <laughs> they're all hoarding <laughs> <laughs> the rate, the rate of attack any moment now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I have a rock moment of the week, but I guess for this week, it's just been kind of uneventful because yeah. for the past couple of weeks, stuff has been like I had problems with my air conditioner, I had problems with bees in my basement, I have problems with for some crazy reason there were flies everywhere, and then this other. So it was just like. Stuff happen. Nothing catastrophic, uh, fortunately, with the air conditioner, especially mm-hmm. since it's been so hot. But yeah, I guess my rock of the week would be, you know, smooth like peanut butter, smooth. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, how in the world do you get bees in your basement? I don't know, and it fortunately it wasn't too many. But I, not to get this uh, trail going too far, but I have I attract bees. I, I'm convinced, like, if there's a bee and he's going to sting somebody, he's going to come after me. And so I am, like, the paranoid around bees because if I see him flying, I'm like, he's going to come and get me. But the thing that I hate, and this can be anything because it's sometimes you just don't know what it is. I hate it when they get in my face. Oh, yeah. It's like. Right. Ah. Yeah. But, but yeah, because uh, I have one, well. Two of the earliest times I got stung, I was in the back, uh, my parents' backyard, and I was just like standing there in a bee, randomly doing nothing in the backyard, and a bee went up my shorts and stung really high up my leg. And then uh, there was another time that I was somewhere and I was just sitting down on uh, like a fence, a ledge or whatever, sitting there waiting for my parents for something. Bee come up, came up and stung me, but this is the craziest one. The craziest one is at my parents' place. They still live there. I had the room upstairs. I went to bed one night, went to bed, climbed into my own bed, was in my bed for like three minutes, and then I got stung in my bed. <laughs> so I followed you? I, it was in my bed. It was waiting for me. It was like an assassin. <laughs> well, I was hoping that first one would have stung you in the junk. That would have been a better story. So, <laughs> no, thankfully, no. If that had happened, I would have been scarred for life. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. So good stuff. But the uh, peanut butter and jelly uh, idea. We we were uh, talking on Twitter and everything, and uh, actually one of our regular listeners, uh, Drew Blue, uh, got in there. And we were just talking about different things, different paths, and how uh, there were some instances of where. If I had, if either of us had made a different decision, Craig and I would probably not be doing this podcast. But we, uh, I don't know how it turned into we're a dynamic duo. We're like peanut butter and jelly or whatever. And so maybe now we're the peanut butter and jelly show. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Drew's a great fan of the show and good friend. So he's in Florida, and somehow we got talking about Florida and then and how we would have liked to have been down there and. And you being going to school there for a little while, and you never would have came up here, and how you wanted to stay down there for. So, yeah, yeah. So all those decisions, man. All those tiny yeah. things. So, hey, you yeah. wouldn't have the Blue Brothers right here if we didn't. So, oh yeah, I know. And exciting stuff already, and the season is not even upon us. So, speaking of football. Moving past, moving onward, we will be going into this week's episode, and we are going to be actually answering some fan questions this week, so stay with us. Okay, all right, well, this is uh, going to be a little bit of a different episode because we've done interviews, we've... Uh, other topics have come up and they have been on the table i have not addressed them but here we are now we have two fan questions we're going to talk about and then we're going to have a uh, ending topic for this episode but uh, about recruiting and everything and so we'll go ahead and get into the questions we'll go into the first one uh, we were just talking about him drew blue uh, he brought this up quite some time ago 
and he wanted our input. Uh, this may not be the exact words, but at Drew Hostfire72, what are our thoughts on the poll, Twitter polls asking people what recruit that they want most? Mm, okay. And he is not very, uh, like, he got on fire. Uh, not No pun intended on his name, but he got on fire for um, this conversation because he is not a fan of it at all. Right. So, um, I mean, Craig, if you want to start this conversation, we can kind of go anywhere with it, but it is definitely something that you see. It's not all over the place, but you do definitely see it out there where there are the polls um, that different groups start, different people start about who is the most important recruit for this your team to get or for Michigan to get and that concept. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out whether well there's well you get, we have to put it in the right context. Are we talking about who do we what commit what do we want to come to Michigan the most? Is it somebody who's interested in Michigan or on Michigan's oh. radar on the top five, top ten? Well he uh the when he was referring to this, it was just uh his thoughts were and again, I, I don't have this right in front of me because it's been so long ago. But he was not—he um, was not a fan of it because it was just saying kind of recruits in general, ones that hadn't committed. But he wasn't a fan of it because it's just basically like you're showing favoritism, but then also you're dealing with kids who are trying to make decisions, and you could negatively influence possible um, recruits by what is said on those feeds. I mean, because they'll find it, especially if they're tagged in it. They will see it, they will read it, they will look at the comments and say there are four players on a poll and uh, this guy notices that he's on the bottom of the list and so all the fans at Michigan think that he's the least important out of this group. How does that make the recruit feel? God. Yeah, I I actually agree with Drew here because I'm I feel like, in a way, it's recruits shouldn't be. We shouldn't be treating them like children, but it's almost like you know we are. We're treating them like, let's say, you have five kids, and then you're showing each one of them, you know, some you know the love, and then maybe one you're not showing as much as the other, and then they say, "What about me?" You know, and then you're kind of doing that, and you're playing. You're just kind of hoping that, you know, you want to keep them, but yet you don't want them to leave, but they're not as talented as that player. And so you got to kind of this balancing act. And I just don't have time for that. I don't have time for Twitter to be trying to show love to one player. I mean, yeah. Or you just got to tell recruits to grow up. I mean, you can't have this kind of uh, what about me attitude with them, you know, and, and, and maybe they just need to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you can go after him. That's fine, but I'll show them that I'll, I'm the best running back in this class, even though I'm a three star. Look at Mike Hart. Came out of New York City. What comes out of New York? No football players really come out of New York, and the guy showed that he's like one of Michigan's best running backs. So, and he was only a three star. So you almost got to show it on the field. But I kind of, in a way, agree with Drew here. I never participate in those, but. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys. I mean, the recruiting process is complicated and difficult for these kids enough as it is. They don't need these things to mess with them anymore. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through this process at that age and everything going on and then have the drama of social media on top of it. I mean, even when I was that age, social media wasn't, wasn't a big thing. So, I mean, granted these, these current recruits are growing up with social media, so they're knowing it and aware of it and around it a lot more, but this is just kind of an ad layer that doesn't need to be there. I can kind of understand where maybe some people are coming from with it, but I think that I agree with you guys where it's probably doing more damage than it is good. Yeah. I mean, because uh, I'll go to um, our blue brother, as we want to say, Michigan Man Ray. I mean, if you ever watched his uh, Blueprint show, he 
never said really comes out and says that anybody's more important than anybody he's always just like we need you we want you you're great you know i come to michigan you know we want you we want you he's not like you are the most important person we need you we have to have you you are the only one we're going to focus on you're the you're the one that i want to come to he doesn't come out and say you're the one that i want to come to michigan the most right yeah and that and that's the way that's the way it's got to be you you gotta re- I mean you just never know really who you're gonna get. You're hopeful, and like we've also said, I mean, dealing with anything with recruits, it's touchy. Shouldn't really be going out of your way and um, trying to talk and influence them. I mean, if they put something out there that has like these are my top four, Michigan's included. Reply to it. Oh, go blue. Awesome. You know, positive feedback. Great. Um, but you know, I mean, we're we don't need to create more drama for these guys. No, I, well, obviously in the day of with my car was, well, just, he's just an example because, you know, there was no social media, but you know, I, maybe social media has been a great thing for certain things. And then it's been a bad thing for it because the very fact is what's going on with recruiting and social media and how they're tied together. I mean, you know, and I, you know, recruits talk to each other. It's a good recruiting tool for other players to talk with other players and recruit them to come to Michigan. I think that's a great thing. I'm almost thinking what you might be saying here is, you know, why don't we leave it up to other players recruiting other players via Twitter or social media and have them do it and not have us try to influence them. I, you know, I mean, like you said, it's, if you can influence by seeing a poll like that, then you can influence by, you know, trying to troll them and get them to come to, your college and rip on another one. We've seen that. So I'm not a fan of it. I kind of agree with Drew now. I'm thinking about it and I, I don't participate in that stuff. It's just how many five star recruits have we had in Michigan that's um, failed? We've had, yeah. if we've had a few come through here that we said are stars, they're you know, number five in the country and they didn't produce at all. I know we had Green as a running back. He was a five-star running back. Couldn't wait to have him and didn't work out. So I'd be temper your expectations on these players. Even if they're five stars, they might be amazing. But I've also seen three-star. Look at Chesson. The guy's amazing receiver. In fact, he even made the poll by saying who are the top receivers. I think ESPN put the top receivers to look out for this year. And Chesson is number two. And what was he, a three-star? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so there's a guy probably wasn't even on the radar. Well, we wanted him. I'm sure he was in social media, but it was like, oh, yeah, okay, great. Got a three-star receiver. Big deal. Well, now look at him. Yeah, I would just be careful and leery of those kind of things. Yeah, well, and, and it's not to say that you can't say you're excited about a player. I mean, right. uh, at, so many people were excited, uh, excited about Rashawn Gary because he's a unique player at his position. But that's another thing, too. I'm excited about running backs. I'm looking right. forward to Michigan running game getting back to what it was or just improving. you know. And so I'm not saying the most important thing that Michigan needs is running backs. But we'll talk about things, and we'll actually – it'll be in our next uh, question and everything, stuff about running backs. But, you know, I'll, I'll be excited – for running backs, but I'm not going out there and saying yeah. we the most important thing player we need is the top running back for this class and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Now, of course, then if you dive into it further, you get into the position needs for team. You know, we need to address uh, offensive line, and we're talking about linebackers and things like that. But that's that's breaking down. These these polls are more at the at the ones that I've seen, and I'm quite certain drew was addressing are more of just kind of like hey fan base let's talk about who what recruit you think is the best or the coolest that a michigan needs to get right that's kind of a different topic and i like i said i there may be good intentions with it but i feel like there are some negative consequences from it so i i would avoid it we haven't done it well it's kind of a strange poll but then it's like okay let's take the top Let's say you take the, the, all the guys that are like are interested in Michigan, okay? And then you're going to say, um, what guy do we want most? I'm going to take a poll. Who, who do we want most that's going to what? Well, of course we're going to say Rashawn Gary. Who, 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 
what kind of poll is that, right? Or what kind of like thing? Everybody's going to pick that because we love to have him. You know, yeah. so he's the top guy according to everyone, according to the scouts, according to everybody, according to the coaches. I'm going to say yeah to him too, but it doesn't mean anything. It just means at that position he's the best. Yeah. in these people that's all we know that's all we know by we don't know anything on the field we just know by what we see him in high school it doesn't translate into anything so the polls kind of or these polls that they're running i don't get them i just of course i'm going to take try to take the top receiver i don't know i think what you're trying to say is you know what do you go if you know if you get people jones receiver right or you say rashawn gary is that what you kind of mean? Like, you well, just pop, like pop. I mean, yeah. They, uh, the I remember a poll around the time, and I'm not sure if it, he was just specifically going after it, but it was just like it's just kind of like, for instance, if they leave it completely open ended, and they're just like, oh, we want this this guy or this guy or this guy, and the fans are talking about the, all these people, but then you leave players out and everything, you're making it seem like they're not important, which they are important, but it's just, yeah, it's it's touchy. The main yeah. thing that I'll go back with this and kind of finish my thoughts off on the topic is just that recruiting is difficult enough or, or complicated and complex enough for these guys, these kids. They don't uh, I mean, I guess if it goes on and they don't see it and they're not tagged in it, maybe no harm, no foul. But it's just, you know, be excited for them coming to Michigan. I mean, it's almost kind of like the same thing. I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but it's kind of on the same line of when we say, you know, like if Michigan is on the in the top two for uh, recruit and the recruit winds up going with the other school. Do are you upset? Yeah. Do you need to go out of your way and tell the guy you're mad, the recruit you're mad? No. So this is kind of one of those things too, where it's just like, yeah, you're gonna have a preference, but do you need to declare it to the world and make it known to the recruits that you think somebody's a lot cooler, a lot better? It's like no, they're positive in the recruiting process. It, it, more positive reinforcement. Right. Yeah, and you're almost saying, you know, it, it, well, it's throwing the word attention you're giving more attention to the five star or the the top tier guys but you know and i think you know when we were interviewing chase i think chase lasser was he knew that you know i think he knew that there's other guys that are just going to get more attention than him and i think chase has taken this to the next level and and how mature he is that he's actually saying that's fine. If I see that stuff on Twitter, that's fine. But I'll I'll show you I'm going to work just as hard and I'm going to win that position even at a three-star rating. And that's the kind of players we want at Michigan. So, you know, I look at it as maybe it fuels them. I hope that they see it as that and not going, you know, maybe we just don't want them in Michigan that people that say we need, I need attention or I'm going to leave. It <laughs> Then and then I'm just going. Well, then you know, see ya, because I don't want you here at our at our football college playing for us when you're that kind of person. And then good luck trying to sell that with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. And there, it's it's a very open ended conversation of the possibilities of you know there are going to be those players like you said that use it as motivation. It's just like uh, for instance the example you were using with probably how chase views things where it's just like you know some will use it for motivation some will use it for uh might take it negatively and everything and so it's one of those things where it's just safer in my opinion not to deal with it so that's my two cents yeah i'm running um while we were talking just just to keep you up to date i'm running a poll right now on twitter and the poll is is does twitter and social media affect recruiting so, and I've got votes already. How long did you put it for? I got it for the for a day, so for twenty four hours. Can you extend it? Yeah, maybe I can. But so far, if you I got if you can, yeah, if you can extend it, try to extend it because this will be probably not coming out. Because um, tonight's Monday night, tr- we shoot for Tuesday, but a lot of times just with. How things go it might not be until Wednesday. So if you can extend it past Wednesday when people start listening to this, I think that'd be pretty good. Trying to extend it, but um, basically, so far, a hundred percent is yes. 
<laughs> All right. Well, um, it's Italian, man. If, if you need to start a new one and make it longer, yeah, probably do, and then pin it to your uh, profile. Okay. And uh, if people you hear this and everything, try to go to Craig's and check to see if that's still there. Um, it may not be the original one, and then maybe we'll put something on the original one to redirect them to the other one, uh, just so we get all the participation there. But yeah, that would that would be interesting because we could definitely have a feedback with both of these uh, topics that are fan questions that we're going to talk about. We are more than welcoming more feedback on them. Yeah, and this, so, this is definitely a poll that it'll be interesting to hear because I don't think I've seen this kind of poll where it said does this kind of does this affect because I really think it does. Well, I'm seeing more and more people talking about it, and more and more, a few players did bring it up. Um, I'm not sure it affects them directly, but there are times where it does. So, yeah. um, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that might be a continuing conversation next time. So, on to our next fan question. We will go ahead and get talking about this one. Comes from Michigan Go Blue, which is at Michiganger Big. Mm-hmm. I may have said that wrong. I pronounce things terrible. Michigan, G-E-R-B-I-G. Anyways, he uh, he brought this up. Uh, it's It's been a while, too. Uh, not as long as uh, Drew's question has been up there. But he asked what expectations are for Kareem Walker this coming year. And so we'll talk about Kareem Walker, but I want that to be inclusive of just kind of the running back group. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of tough to say. I mean, we did see a little bit of a preview with uh, Kareem Walker um, with the spring game. Obviously, it's really difficult to go off of players with their high school um, highlights. I will say that right now because I remember, and I can't tell you when it was, and wow, now I'm blanking on his name, another running back. It was that uh, one guy who there was a highlight reel of, and he hurtled uh, a player going in for a tackle. McGuffey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Wow, I'm, I'm shocked that I remember that. You mean the YouTube um, sensation. Yes, yes. So McGuffey wa- had some impressive highlight stuff from high school, and let alone Texas. And football in Texas is like king so you're expecting good things and everything but then come to michigan completely different story uh what all went into it i'm not sure i can't tell you but to base uh, a lot of speculations on how a player is going to do off of his high school highlights is really rough of course like i did say we did get to see some of him in the spring game uh he had that one great run that I can recall where he laid a defender out. Yeah. And I remember somebody, forgive me for not giving credit, but a Wolverine reporter account was just uh, labeled it as Kareem Walker just killed a man on the field or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he is, he's six foot one, he's over 200 pounds. Uh, he's a big running back. I mean, even Rashawn Gary mentioned that he was the biggest running back that he faced against. Yeah, he did mention that, which is interesting because to me, I thought he was just given what I've seen. He he didn't look like. Well, we're so used to what Devion Smith, who's what two hundred thirty pounds, but um, and Kareem, he doesn't doesn't look like that big. But um, obviously, when Rashawn says he was one of the toughest guys to take down. That was reassuring to me when you heard that. You too, when you heard that. Oh yeah. When I heard, yeah, I went, "Wow, okay, there's something to this guy that we're not seeing a lot." Because you know, obviously, I think what happened was he went from a five-star running back, I think number one or two, and then he dropped down to a high four-star. So that was kind of made people go, "Hmm, you know, we'll see how he does." I think he'll be really good, but when Rashawn said that, I think he's going to be very good. Yeah, and so I mean, I'm I'm not going to come out and say, you know, he's going to have so many yards, he's going to do all this great stuff. I think he's going to uh, do well. I think he's similar to Devion Smith, where Devion was known for keep running, hit people, knock them over, and keep running. I think 
Kareem is going to be a step above with more versatility because I think Kareem has better speed. Uh, he has the strength uh, and he can plow through people, but he has better speed and I believe better vision. Yeah. Um, so with the fact that of our running game not being anything special last year, it was good. Don't get me wrong. There were great things, but just, you know, I mean, we didn't have a running game like number one in the country, you know? Um, so I anticipate that he will be playing. I really expect that for all the years while Coach Harbaugh is coaching, they are not really going to have a primary, you know, star <clears throat> running back, right? Uh, like we like we've had in the past, because I think it's going to be more of a a team base, a, a unit base, swapping in and out. Um, one, it keeps your running running backs more healthy and more fresh but then also i i mean it's just kind of in uh, we're getting better recruits and i think they're going to be a lot more on the same level i don't know if we're going to get another mike hart where it's just like a step and above this is blatantly the best running back we have nobody's even close get him on the field and we're gonna give him the ball i think it's yeah. going to be rotation kind of a thing yeah no you're right and i think um well you know wheatley did say that he's he's pushing smith you're going to see the three horse horsemen, I guess you can call them three horsemen going is Wheatley saying he's pushing Smith, uh, Drake Johnson and Ty Isaac. And those will be the three guys that'll be working. So behind, or actually Drake Johnson, and Ty Isaac will be working behind Devion Smith. I think Devion will carry the workload this year. I think he will. And then, I mean, and then you sprinkle in Higdon. He'll be trying to fight for more carries. He's on the little smaller end. And then you got Cream and then Cream Walker. Obviously, they want to see what he can do. And then Kingston Davis is right there too. So, I think you're going to see Higdon, and I think you're going to see Ty Isaac Higdon and some Cream Walker and Kingston Davis on those games in the beginning of the season where we're up. By a lot of points, like we were saying, that they're winnable and they're winnable by big numbers. That you're going to start seeing those players in more and more, and seeing what they can do. And if they start putting up good numbers and running with vision and power, I think they're going to start seeing the field more. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think, um, I think that. There is also that case-by-case case scenario because, I mean, you're going to be looking at some times when it's uh, third and one or you're going to have, of course, first and ten. And so we even said last year that Davion Smith is almost really a fullback at running back position. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe he's not the greatest blocker, uh, and so maybe that's really why he was mostly at the running back or maybe – just because we had other players who be in, could be in the fullback position. I said, uh, getting a little off subject here, looking forward to seeing Chase Laster in the fullback position because he can block and he's got that burst of speed. So it, I think it's going to be, and it's it's almost going to be opposite where it's almost like taking a big, good sized running back and putting them at fullback position of having the extra speed. But in the running back position, I think it's going to be a lot of case-by-case -case scenario. There's probably going to be these running backs are going to be for long yardage, uh, whether it's first down, second down, uh, and then these running backs are mostly going to be in there when it's third and short or goal line situation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously Smith and you know, and then Ty Isaac, maybe middle of the field running back. I still think Drake Johnson's going to be more of the guy that's going to get you know when the the pocket breaks down that he'll be the more passing uh running back that they'll just dump a pass off to you know he's not that tall but he's really good when he gets that ball in the space and then he's got he has the best vision out of all of them it's just that uh smith obviously is the bigger back he's only 5'11 so um he's only a couple inches taller than me but he's just his legs are massive so but i i would expect to see uh higdon in there only on the passing downs and then you know, obviously getting uh, Kingston Davis maybe on the goal line like you're talking about, getting him. He's a bigger back. Um, he's more of a fullback, too. He's almost the same. If anybody doesn't know Kingston Davis, he's pretty similar to Devion Smith. They're almost pretty close to being the same same size, big, strong. Um, I don't know if they have the vision and the 
speed as Kareem Walker does, but uh, that's why that's why they're there. So yeah, so kind of as a whole, I mean, that's looking at the running back core. Um, Kareem Walker, uh, I mean, I think we even said it quite some time ago. You know, anticipating that he's going to play. Um, that he will get some touches, and like you said, Craig, um, very good to note that most likely we'll see a lot of all the running backs that will be playing this year in the first, I think it's three games. Yeah, yeah, and that's so we have to. I mean, it's imperative almost that we blow these teams out, <laughs> or we take halftime. That the very fact is, we need to say we got this game under control, we're going to start seeing more of the. Uh, the second guy, second tier guy, second string running backs getting in there and getting time, getting some experience, getting that. And that's not what happened under Hulk, like we mentioned in earlier podcasts. And I think that's where you're going to start seeing Kareem use more. And I think think he's going to do really, really well. He just needs to get experience, game time experience. Yeah. Yep. So... I'm excited about the running back group. The only thing I'm, I'm, I'm only thing I'm sorry, Caleb. The only thing I'm worried about a little bit with Smith is that is um, he's such a big back and he's not that tall that um, you know obviously he hurt his ankle um, last or no it was, he had turf toe or something like that. But um, um, and that that inhibited him to run and maybe that affected his uh, um, vision because. He didn't look like the same running back when he ran against Florida, did he? I mean, I, I no. Man, where has this back been? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's a thing too. A good thing to bring up because it's just like because he, he went down for a while. Yeah. Um, moving forward, that probably won't have the same effect or implications as it did this past year because we're going to have yeah. probably a better group of running backs like we said where we can pass off that responsibility to other people will change some things like yeah if he was the third down back uh short yard go-to guys again change things a little bit yeah but it it definitely put a squeeze on things when smith was out because he was the he was the main go-to one just because i mean that was a like I said, that was a Frankenstein team last year. Jim Harbaugh put together what he could, and so uh, he didn't have the lineup as he would normally hope and anticipate. So Yeah, I think most U of M fans are more excited about what Ty Isaac can do than they are any of the other running backs. Because we're talking about yeah. a five-star guy from came from USC, transferred over, and you know he's strong, he's, he's, he's big, and he's got great speed. We saw it in that, uh, what he had a what long run i was a 72 yard run or something like that and yeah. and we're like there's the guy we're all of a sudden he's in jim harbaugh's doghouse so because of the fumbles um so i'm excited to see what he can do um but um i think jim harbaugh will use him as long as he can hold on to that ball so yeah Yep, for sure. So, uh, yeah, good. Uh, expecting good things with the running back group. Expecting to see um, Kareem Walker out there. So, um, wrapping that up and moving on to kind of the last closing topic. We've still got a little while here to have this last conversation. So, but as we've been talk, as we talked with the first uh, topic and everything, talking about polls and recruits on the subject of recruiting. Uh, Craig, I will let you take the floor on this one and get the conversation started. Well, basically, let's talk about recruiting and what's been happening for the past what couple weeks, and um, seeing a lot of recruits who have kind of committed to Michigan, which is great, and committed to Ohio State too, which isn't so great. <laughs> and uh, um, obviously, Ohio State's doing really well in Bama and those top tier teams, but um, it's just. You know, my thing would be the very fact is it seems every year there's always this strange feeling. And, you know, and I don't have facts, a lot of facts to back it up. But I do know that there are just um, basically going by what I've heard and people have told me and recruits have told me, and I'm not mentioning any, any names, that they, there are recruits and their families and their parents have been paid 
money to go to their school. And I'm like, well, that's a blatant rule violation in the NCAA code or whatever. And I'm like, you know, and I think you brought that up, Caleb, is how, how do you police that? I mean, obviously, if you can police having Jim Harbaugh sign autographs, how in the world can you not police uh, giving money away? Is, isn't that going back to USC with um, – uh, what was the running back out of USC? Can't remember his name. Bush. Yeah, yeah, Bush. And what, how they got in trouble? They wasn't he getting paid too? And they found out, and they got they got in big trouble. So, and I'm like, it seems like it's even happening even more now. And but it's being swept under the rug. What is your view on that? I'm starting to see it more and more, and it's it's obviously not a good thing for football. Yeah. Well, we know it happens. I mean, there's no doubt whatsoever it has been happening and it is happening i mean every almost everybody saw except for apparently that one person that i got in an argument with on twitter which i thought was ridiculous uh laramie tunsil in this past nfl draft talked about it mm-hmm. and he was cut off and you know they tried handling the situation and everything but he openly admitted about getting paid and Stuff like that. So we know it happens to a certain extent. We don't know everywhere. Some people do know. And I think it's ridiculous that they can't monitor it because, I mean, of course, the NCA can kind of only go so far. But they they know how to get information. And I'm pretty sure if you just look at bank accounts, you could see things happening. Mm-hmm. But I, I and I don't know what the NCAA is allowed to do. I'm pretty sure that the NCAA is not concerned about really doing much of anything at all because still the Ole Miss stuff, you don't see anything. I mean, yeah, something's going on. They're probably doing something about it, but they're more concerned about jumping on somebody taking pictures and autographs with somebody than uh, an absolute... There has not been a huge outcry or a huge outcry or a huge um issue with people taking pictures and somebody signing autographs that's a coach that's getting nothing from it who's just out there doing it have you has that been in the headlines before harbaugh no No. you see it with the players like if the players doing the flip players get something from it so this has not been an issue but then you see this issue about paying players and all this other stuff that is people get on huge about and it's almost kind of like it didn't happen. I can't remember the last time I heard anything about it. Right. No. <laughs> I know. And that's the weird thing is how this is this continues to keep happening and and the fact is is how recruits aren't even talking about this. Like you how you know, obviously that you know, that recruit did mention it, but the very fact is some are saying, Hey, this isn't right and then some are like Oh, this is cool. I don't mind. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it just tells you the very fact is, you know, if this keeps happening and this get, keeps getting swept on a rung, these colleges, certain colleges are just going to keep winning. And it's just, it'll never change. I mean, you're never going to see it balance out a little bit. Yeah. And, and if people think, well, we should just pay players and then they'll take care of it. No, it won't. Because then they'll keep paying the, these these schools and everything will keep paying more. So, like, if you did a level playing field for all Power 5 conferences saying every player can get, uh, I'm just throwing out some random junk, $1,000 a semester or whatever. Right. Some random junk. There's going to be, the people who are currently paying are going to continue paying. So they're like, oh, yeah, you'll get that $1,000, but we'll be here and we'll give you ten grand. we will give you $50. we will give you... 75 we'll give you x amount more on top of that yeah so it's just like yeah sure you can get paid anywhere you go in power five but we're gonna we're gonna pay you more here so that that's not gonna fix it do they deserve to get paid that's a completely different conversation and we're not going to get into that right now but as far as what's going on it just it's stupid and infuriating that nothing you know it happens and whether it's the school and the coaches who are deliberately doing it, or if it's some rich alumni who is speaking with coaches and recruiters on who needs what and takes care of it behind the scenes, it's still against the rules and a, obviously a blatant uh, advantage for schools doing it. 
Yeah, and it's almost kind of like do. I mean, it's almost like the NCA is just like go ahead and do it. We're not going to even do anything about well, it. Well, then great. Well, because you know who gets who has. Then you start saying what colleges have the biggest pockets. Yeah, <laughs> and trust me, if there's one school in this country that has deep pockets, that's Michigan. Man, yeah. we got probably the most money going through this university than any from the boosters and on up than any college in the country. So, and then why are we still sitting at what four star, maybe three star here and there? We should be getting what four or five stars, and we're not. You're seeing them going to Ohio State, they're going to Bama, they're going to USC. So, you tell me if that's the case, it's certainly not happening with us. And I don't yeah. think Jim Harbaugh would even allow that because that's just ridiculous to do it that way. They're just it's a it's a form of cheating. Yeah, but that's that's the thing though too is just like Jim. I I, I don't know. I've not heard of it happening at Michigan. I'm not. I cannot say that I know that's not. I've not heard of it going on at Michigan. I don't think Jim Harbaugh would condone it at Michigan. No. Um, because he is one who finds the loopholes, but he doesn't break the rules. Right. That's the thing. Like the whole satellite camp stuff. And he does it wide in the open. Like he's just like, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this until you, you tell me I can't. If he knew there was a loophole with paying, he'd be like, he'd have the money in his hand on TV showing yeah, up paying prob- a player. <laughs> so probably. I mean, if there was something kind of like that, whatever. I mean, yeah, but there is no loophole. No, players are not supposed to get money or cars or houses yeah. or anything or nothing. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I know how had a few things run-ins with um some of their players in the past by getting you know money and free uh cars and things like that and tattoos you, <laughs> you say tattoos yeah <laughs> right there you go but you know they've been in trouble in the past for this so you know there is a little bit of history going on there so i'm just saying it you know they obviously recruit well i'm i just know that something's fishy and something's being swept under the rug and you know and it's it's a form of cheating and i don't understand why this is being not dove into and looked into but yet everything else is like satellite camps and things like that i don't understand it it makes no sense something's going on and something has to be dealt with well yeah well i'll tell you what and we can say what we want because we're not uh, we're not with any sports nope entity or anything uh, the there's the tie between the sec and espn and i swear with the ncaa not saying that espn is necessarily doing anything but the whole sec network and the whole tying in sec is like the gold of college football that's what they're considering and everything yeah. and so frankly the sec is doing whatever they want and the and and whether you want to say the sec rules the ncaa or the NCAA just turns their back to the SEC. I don't know what exactly, but there was a question put out the other day on who do you think is going to have the best recruiting class? And I remember because there was Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Michigan. And my response was, it's going to be a toss-up between Ohio State and Alabama, probably between who wants to spend more money on their players. <laughs> did you get some hits off that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got some, not not a ton. Didn't get any trolling or anything, but it's just like, well, they come on, people, you you know it, you know, you know agreed, that there's stuff they? out there. They all agreed on it. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, a lot of it was uh, feedback from people who listen to the show and everything. So it's just like, come on, I mean, it, I'm I I'm not sitting here and I know that Ohio is currently doing stuff or Alabama is currently doing stuff, but through the years, you you've seen shady stuff, like you were even saying, you've seen stuff in the past with Ohio State, you've seen stuff with. Uh, um, the SEC and Ole Miss just yep. recently and everything. And if Ole Miss is doing it, they're not the only ones in that. It, it, we're we're not stupid people. We're not. Yeah. And do you see? And, I mean, Caleb, let me throw this out. Do you see when that maybe if there is a little bit of heat happening with the NCA, just so they appease the the fans and they want to take the heat off? Do they? Do you see colleges like? Bama uh, introduce or finding the fall guy in their system or, or in their coaching. 
Well, there was that one guy who got rid of, <laughs> right. and I, I still that's never I mean, really... That's what I mean. Do they find a fall guy and go, hey, well, you know, we did get rid of that recruiter guy, and we're going back to this. So they go, oh, okay, great. Yeah, and who's to say when that guy gets canned that he doesn't get, like, money in the pocket right. and saying, hey, thanks for taking the fall. Here you go. Yeah. Go retire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I go, there's got to be a fall guy in all this that would they say, well, we got rid of, you know, we fired this person. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Um, you know, you you know what needs to ha- what I believe needs to happen, and I'm not getting on here to say that a recruit needs to come out and do this, but you saw what happened with the whole satellite react camp reaction. Yeah, yeah. players got uh, active about it, recruits got active about it, fans got active. Everybody got on top of it, or, or so many people got on top of it that the NCAA had to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, yes, they had that meeting come up, so it was still convenient that they were able to end it before it really got started. But you saw action. You saw almost immediate action in response to that. Yep. I think it's going to be one of those things where, really, honestly, somebody's going to have to come out, uh, a group of recruits or something, you know, like, you know, not just one, not just two. It's going to have to be a group, maybe a huge amount or maybe just a small group that is just like, we have evidence, we have proof these schools are offering us money and we did not take the money. We chose to go to this school. This is what we're doing, but this needs to be addressed because we have the evidence that shows that this is happening. Yeah. I, I mean, they're the ones that have the evidence. I'm not I'm not putting the blame on them at all. I mean, if, come on. I mean, if somebody came, it, it's a tough situation to be put in. Yeah. Like if yeah. somebody came and offered you a lot of money for something it's i i want to say that i would be the bigger person and i would not not take the money but i have no idea and then also i mean you're not in the person situation i mean there are some of those recruits out there who come from families who have not had hardly anything and so here they have the opportunity to have some cash in them and yeah a lot of opportunity before yeah. them yeah or you get, like you were saying maybe get the parents come out and say something and i know some parents yeah. have been paid off try to get paid off too so um that's a really interesting point to bring up that you know you got a lot of these kids that are from the inner city and just don't have a lot of money and they're poor and but they're talented and they go to you know high schools that are you know really well, football program, but they, you know, when you throw some money their way, they're going to want to go to their college. So, um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough thing to uh, police, but, you know, NCA can do it. If they can police some of the other baloney they have this past year, they certainly can do this. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. Something's going on. And, I, you know, I, it's just, you know, it, and it, it's, it's similar to the fact that, you know, even, you know, I don't, are they even policing that or are they even policing the whole, you know, even over recruiting too? And that's another topic we'll probably talk about, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I just know that something has to get done in order to make football at least on the up and up, or like we're saying, college football is about kids who want to get a good degree first, you know, and then they want to play football and play for the college of their choice. And it seems like they're playing for the college who pays them the most. And I don't want my college football run like that. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, Kind of wrapping things up here. The NFL talked about the integrity of the game with the whole deflate gate thing. Yep. They freaked out and they're just like, it's all about the integrity of the game. It's the integrity of the game. It's about the game. It's not cheating. It's about the integrity of the game. The NFL is all about the integrity of the game, and then the NCA sits there and does nothing. And this is about the integrity of the game because you see these schools who stock up on players and just filter them through. And then there's a way too if they over recruit, they find a way to dish them out and get them out there. And I, I just don't, I don't know how. Well, then we're bringing it back back to the beginning of the whole podcast we just had in the beginning. The question is, do you, you know, are you do you give much love or, you know, if you give this person too much love, this person get upset. Well, this is like back then it's like, well, now you over recruit and then you got the players where you're like going, eh, they're not as good as this player though. You know, not yeah. as good as this player. We're going to get rid of them. It, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Totally. And then, but then this is the thing that I will end on with this. The NCAA is the, basically the government of college sports. We're talking about college football here. And, 
everybody knows I don't it everybody knows that the government is jacked up. Mm-hmm. There's stuff behind it, there's dirty politics and everything, and a lot of it is not what it seems. That's the NCA NCAA too, is the government of college sports and it is just yep. filth, vile stupid crap going on there it, they've got their show they've got their front there's crap going on and they don't really care because they're probably getting paid in the process as well yep yep and you're right and it's just you know it's kind of the dawn of a new era of way we you know, college football you know and how things are run and it's too bad there's some good things about it there's some bad things i hate about it but um we just hope it gets better we just yeah so yeah. Well, show show us that you actually do your job, NCA. Show us that you care <laughs> and do something about it. Because the Ole Miss thing is still sitting on the table. Oh, yeah. Apparently, you can make a last-second decision on Harbaugh and have somebody at camp telling him what he can and cannot do, monitoring it uh, just on the fly. But you can't address something that's been going because you got to do more research. got to figure it out more before you do anything. But when it comes to other, thing, other things that don't even matter in the grand – grand scheme of things you can make split second decisions yeah great so, job man so yeah you want you to do your job not have us do it for you uh, yeah good job yeah, we got great. um two um peanut butter and jelly guys trying to do your job for you <laughs> yeah and then yeah and so it, come on i mean this is it can't we vote people out if you're not doing your job get out yeah i mean come on the sh- i mean you don't mind coming on the show and talk to us great we're fine with that you know want to come out but we'll talk about it all day long about you guys if we have to so you know that's like you said we're just a regular podcast but we're at least telling you the truth out there and let's not even talk about this will be a different conversation there for you too sometime on saying that there should be a commissioner for college football and so many people are nominating nick saban taking that job. Oh. don't even get me started <laughs> we're not going into that we're ending right here <laughs> don't even talk about that crap this is stupid NCA, you suck. Uh, that's that's that. I mean, we're we're kind of, that was kind of pushing with that one. We crammed a lot into one episode, so um, I mean, good stuff. It was great to get uh, the fan questions in there. I know, fortunately, they were not time sensitive ones. Uh, that way, we were able to pull them uh, back off the pile and talk about them. I'm glad that we were able to get there. Uh, questions uh, brought up, and don't forget there is. Uh, you still got that poll out there. Yeah, right? I got Craig? that poll up. Um, yeah, if you are listening, try to. I'll try to um, put the another one out tomorrow morning or tomorrow. Probably just redo redo it again, and set it for a longer day or a couple days. Um, so, but so far we got seventy five percent yes, and then twenty five percent no. So. Uh, obviously, it's happening. A lot of people think it it does ha- is affecting recruiting. So that's an it's a pretty interesting poll, I think. You know, to throw yeah. out there because I don't think I've seen anything like that. But vote, get out there and put your two cents in. Take five seconds to do it. So yep, absolutely. And so check that out. Respond to it. That will not be our topic for next week, but that will be in our discussion for next week. So anything you say call email i uh, get well i'll just get right into that right now uh you can obviously find the poll on twitter at blue bros underscore in our name so the twitter poll is going to be at blue bros underscore craig look at his profile um but then you can also reply to episodes on our website bluebrothersportscast.com if you want to put something in the comments you can also email us. That is contact us at Blue Brothers Sportscast. And, of course, we do have our voicemail system if you want to call, and we can put your voicemail on the show. And so that number that you can call is 551-258-3276. That's 551-BLUE-BRO. Uh, always welcome phone calls um, and voicemails. It's been a little while since we got one. So, yeah, feel free to participate. Yep. We love fan feedback and uh, fan participation because that's a large part of the show that we're focusing on, getting people in here to talk about Michigan football. We're in the middle of dead season, but there's always a lot to talk about with football, especially with 
Jim Harbaugh at the lead of things because he's keeping things interesting. But yeah, so good episode. Got to get here and cut it off because we are running overtime. Yeah, and we're not getting pa- we're not getting paid for overtime. No, I wish we did. Like time uh, and a half. I, I, I wish we got paid time. Oh, <laughs> we don't even get paid time. Oh, if we got paid for that, man, man, this would be the job, dude. If we got paid, we would be doing this like twenty hours a day. Oh yeah, this would be awesome. Screaming, yelling, yes, getting trolls. Yeah, good full yeah. day of work. So that'd be great. Absolutely. So hope you um, enjoyed this week's episode. It was a good one. If you stuck with us through the long haul, and uh, as always, we hope you guys have a good week. And we will finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.